No more chains are binding me. I'm totally free. Hello, Faith Family, and welcome to another edition of Totally Free. It's the radio broadcast ministry of Free to Worship Ministries, now in Midway, Florida, where Pastor Ken Colvin is our senior pastor. We're going to start in Acts, the fifth chapter and the 38th verse. And we're going to go down to the 42nd verse because we want to share two different stories that have a through line in them, amen, that I think will tie well into the mission of this house, amen. Amen. And the pastors of this house. Acts 5, 38, starting at the 38th verse, going down to 42, it says, And now I say to you, keep away from these men and let them alone. For if this plan or this work is of men, it will come to nothing. But if it is of God, you cannot overthrow it, lest you even be found to fight against God and they agreed with him and when they had called for the apostles and beaten them when they had called for the apostles and beaten them they commanded that they should not speak in the name of Jesus and let them go so they departed from the presence of the council rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for his name and daily in the temple and in every house they did not cease teaching and preaching Jesus as the Christ. Amen. Amen. Let's, let's jump over to Acts the 17th chapter in the, the 5th verse down through the 10th and we're going to set our topic if you've been following social media you already know what it is. Amen. <laughs> if you hadn't, you're about to find out. Acts 17, 5 through 10 says this. But the Jews who were not persuaded, becoming envious, took some of the evil man from the marketplace. Mm. And gathering a mob, set all the city in an uproar and attacked the house of Jesus. Can I just stop there for a minute? Do you know that the church that is against your mission, not the world, the church that is against your mission mm-hmm. would go and conspire with evil men come on, come on. to come against the work. Amen. I, I don't want you to miss where the attack is coming from because sometimes we're facing in the wrong direction and you wonder why you get the knife in the back and it's simply because you were looking in the wrong direction. And it says, and sought to bring them out to the people, talking about Paul and Silas, but when they did not find them, they dragged Jason and some brethren to the rulers of the city crying out and I want you to stick with this these who have turned the world upside down uh-huh. have come here too I, let, let me say this another way it says um, free to worship who has turned the world upside down mm-hmm. talking about expansion have come here come on. too that's good Jason has harbored them and these are all acting contrary to the decrees of Caesar. Mm. Saying there's another king, Jesus. These free to worship, they, they are not paying attention to Biden. They're not paying attention to DeSantis. They're not paying attention to the, 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 the Democrats or the Republicans or the Senate or the House. Um, but they're saying that there's another king. Come on. Come on. Come on. And they troubled the crowd and the rulers of the city when they had heard these things. So when they had taken security from Jason, and the rest, they let them go. These who have come. We want to talk tonight briefly about disruptors. 
agents of change. Come on. What is free to worship if your pastors have not been disruptors and agents of change? I mean, how, unless you're a, a real popular, fancy um, celebrity preacher, what, what preachers have, are, are allowed to step into the pulpit in tennis shoes and jeans and minister the word of God? What, what, who would dare think of having a, a club where Christians could come and have nice, clean fun? Who would dare be those disruptors? and agents of change. Now these two stories that I've conveyed to you tonight through the scripture, the first one is you have um, Peter and, and the gang and they are preaching the word throughout the city and they say, listen, 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 we need them to stop. And, and there was a wise man who stood up and said, listen, you know all these other people that tried this and because it wasn't of God, it failed. Come on, mm -hmm. come on. There's some statistics out there about how many churches close per year. And the, I think the average ministry might stay open maybe about two to three years. Wow. And, and he said, he was talking to the people. He said, listen, if this is of not of God, it will not last. Amen. It won't be about nothing. As a matter of fact, that ministry will be their undoing. That gospel that they claim they have will be their undoing. So just let them alone for just a minute. And if it's not a God, it will fail without your help. Yes. Mm -hmm. But if it is a God, man, come on, who you gonna be? Who gonna check him? <laughs> if it's a God, who is going to check that work Man. and make it fail? Come on. Mm -hmm. And they say, you know what? You're right. And whether you want to believe it or not, some of those conversations have happened in the city where there have been people that have said, we want them to stop. Doing what they're doing. And there's been someone in a back room, Pastor, that is saying, listen, leave them alone because if it is not of God, it'll fail. So we're seeing Peter and, and, and they said, okay, okay, you're right. But we still got to put them hands on them. <laughs> we just want to we just want to touch them up a little bit and promise them, tell them y'all 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 need to stop this nonsense. We we gonna touch them up now. I don't know if they read his tagline say he's a gospel bad boy. How they, if they ever decide to put their hands on you, I got something in the trunk. You ain't even gotta be there. If they can get some bad people from the mall and come and get a mob, I can go get a mob. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not playing, but I'm not playing. But here it is that they say we're gonna touch them up and we're gonna send them on and say, y'all better not say anything. And these guys say, ooh, ooh. boy, I'm glad to take that whooping. Right? I'll gladly take that whooping because I know I didn't do it for me. 
Come on. I did it for the gospel. Then you jump over to another story and you got Paul and them that preached and they done persuaded the Jews, some Jews and some Greeks, but there's some Jews that say, hey, we tired of y'all coming and posting up on our block. Pushing our word, but being effective uh-huh. at converting souls. Uh-huh. See, there's a lot of ministries out there that are preaching the gospel. They are not effective. They are efficient. Their services run real smooth. Everything looks nice and cute, but they are not actually changing lives. Uh-huh. They're not effective. Uh-huh. And when you start to be effective uh-huh. at preaching the gospel, and you to draw people that other churches could not draw, there are going to be some conversations of some people saying, these be the one that turned the world upside down. Let me translate this. They dig it in our pockets because they take it our people. Come on. Mm. Ain't got nothing to do with God. Mm. Come on. My pews ain't as full. My cupboard's looking a little bad. I'm having to go and evangelize on the road now to to keep my pockets clean because you're taking away the people because you saw them as people, I saw them as property. Let me give you the, 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 the things that God told me, the signs of, of, of disruptors, what, what disruptors look like. And, and you can go through it in your mind if you're a member here and just say, man, well, is that my pastor or not? Is, is that us or not? One that God told me is disruptors challenge the status quo. Mm, uh-huh. They break unfruitful tradition. Mm-hmm. Disruptors challenge the status quo. They are not comfortable with just doing it that way because we've always done it that way. Doesn't mean they don't struggle with doing it the status quo way, but when they recognize it, they say, we've got to do something different. They don't do change just for change's sake, but they listen to the voice of God and they follow after the pattern of Jesus because when Jesus came, he did something different. He went and sat with publicans. When Jesus came, he talked to the woman at the well. When Jesus came, he went after those who fit out. And disruptors say, I am no longer content. This is what I like to say about a lot of churches is, I am no longer content with functioning as a car wash or sheep wash. Telling all the sheep, if you're dirty, come here. And what I, what, what disruptors do is they take a, a page out of Jesus' book and they say, I'm going to take my bucket of soap and water, the word, and travel to where the dirty sheep are. Come on, Man. come on. Man. This is why a lot of ministries are not effective because they want the sheep to come through the sheep wash. Instead of equipping their disciples with buckets and brushes and water. Go out and wash somebody. Number two, disruptors change environments. When we talk about that status quo, they change the environment. When they go in, when a disruptor goes into an environment, when they leave, something is different. They leave a residue. Come on. They leave, um, and, and I ain't talking about they just superficially move furniture around. <laughs> they change stuff. They knock down walls. Come on. They build up security. They change stuff. Come on. 
when you are a disruptor, you are not going to be okay leaving things just as they were, particularly, like I said, when they are not effective. They change environments. You'll know when you've been in the presence of a disruptor because um, it's yeah, the old folks used to say they cut you and you know you was bleeding. You you look down. Like, where that blood? Yeah. I ain't been around one person. And like, I gotta address that because apparently what they did, what they said, how they approached me changed something. It opened up a wound that needs to be addressed that I didn't even know I had. Come on, mm. come on. Here's number three. Um, disruptors can take a lick. Hallelujah. You can hit them. They say, is that all you got? Come on. They ain't trying to be brash or bold, but they're saying there's, there's no lick, there's no blow that you can lay on me that will make me stop the mission that I have been sent to do. There's no gossip that you can send around the city. There are no people and goons that you can post up outside my building that will make me stop doing the work. There's nothing you can do. Hallelujah. I can take a lick. I don't have a glass jaw. That's good. It didn't say that the apostles followed back. Mm-mm. They just took the lick. I got you. That's all you got? Come on. I got you. And we finna go right down the street. My God. Y'all have flogged us and we finna go bloody back and all say, yeah, you see what they did? <laughs> Jesus endured more for you. Wanna try? Amen. Come on. Amen. They can take a lick. Amen. Too many Pastors, unfortunately, can't take a lick. The lick comes and they shut down. They, they, they don't like me. <laughs> Ain't nobody like my sermon on Facebook. Come on. Come on. <laughs> I be putting out truth and the people just don't want it. They don't want to receive me. <laughs> I think I'm going to just quit the ministry. I just, I ain't going to, God, you ain't called me to this. Ooh, my God. Come on. <laughs> God told me something um, the other day, and this, this was concerning business that I'm doing. He said, listen. He said, I'm getting ready to launch you deeper. And I think that this is prophetically speaking to ministry. He says, I'm getting ready to launch you deeper. I'm getting ready to blow you up. I'm getting ready to do some things. But I need you to understand something. Never put performance over people. Amen. Come on. Amen. He said, now, I want to make it clear to you. Regardless, you're about to blow up. Putting performance over people is just going to determine the outcome. If you put people first, your ministry and your work will build you. If you put performance first, it will destroy you. It's coming. I'm letting it come your way. And if you have prepared your heart right and you stay focused on people and not performance. When I say performance, I'm not talking about the performance of the ministry. I'm talking about entertaining Mm -hmm. the flesh while neglecting the spirit. Come on. Amen. 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 I'm talking about you have to be willing to do crazy radical things. Sometimes you might have to, you might walk in here one day and they like, oh, it should be music right now. I'm just sitting on the edge of stage with a leg crossed. Just wait. We need to talk. 
Amen. Bring your chair. Bring your chair a little closer. We need to talk. Come on, come on. It's good. And I need you to talk back to me. Amen. Amen. Because I care about you as a people. Amen. It's good. Amen. There are many heartless leaders mm -hmm. in the pulpit. Well, why would you say that? Oh, well, I, I ain't say it. The word said it. I would give them pastors out of my own heart. That tells me that there's some pastors that are standing up that don't have his heart. Come on. Mm -hmm. Disruptors can take a leg. Let's let's get this next point. We're almost done. Disruptor disruptors set a path for the new. Often, Pastor, and you know this, you and your wife know this out of nine years, a lot of your scars. If 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 you can remember, you grew up in the country. He had to run through the woods and make a path where it wasn't one. And you came out with all the scratches. Mm -hmm. But the more people that came behind you, if you was the first in the line, you got more wounds than those who came behind you. And what God is simply saying to this house tonight is that you have you have been a trailblazer and you have the wounds to bear it out. Yes. You have the scratches to bear it out. You have the 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 the, the, the evidence mm -hmm. of the work. Disruptors said pass for the new. Here, here, here's one disruptors don't quit. Come on. And I want to spend just a quick minute on this one. Because it's important when I talk about the work of being a spiritual leader. Pastoral suicide is going up drastically. It's spiking. All you have to do is just go out there and look and you'll find out that the number of pastors and spiritual leaders who are committing suicide is going up. They're tapping out. They are so tied to ministry and they, they get stuck in how to move forward that they're like, I, I don't know how to move forward and I don't see another way out. That they are taking their lives. Okay. Now, if you dig deeper and you start to find out some things, you'll find out that a lot of these pastors that are doing this are stuck in status quo. Mm -hmm. There's a two different ministries here locally and I, I, I want to say maybe right before the pandemic um, a pastor of a prominent church committed suicide here in Tallahassee and I had knew some of the members and had an opportunity to talk to them and some different things mm -hmm. this is the type of stuff that's driving spiritual leaders to commit suicide they, they were like well pastor we don't like the series you're preaching right now mm -hmm. We, we want to see your full-time ministry and we expect to see an outline of your sermons for the entire um, next three months so that we can have it. There should be printouts and, and things that we can take our notes on and there should all the praise and worship songs should be lined up against it. And they were dictating. He's like, well, I feel like God is telling me to preach something different. No, 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 no. If you ever go to a, a Christian bookstore, you'll find uh, for certain faiths uh, or for certain denominations they have a whole pastoral outline 
when I was a young minister, I got them. I got a couple of them, and I was like, I can't do this. It just felt weird to me going, I can't preach this man's sermon. That ain't what God put in my heart. But I'm talking about their boards and their deacons, and they're saying, you will do this, or we're going to get rid of you. Wow. We're going to fire you. And these pastors are distressed. Well, you know, Sister Joan was, her husband was in the hospital and you didn't go by enough. You didn't show up at Little Johnny's soccer game and they're used to seeing their pastor there show up at least at one game a year. Wow. And they're putting a stress on the shoulders of leaders that God never intended. Amen. And these leaders are tapping out. And I will tell you they're tapping out because they're trying to do a free work bound in chains. Mm -hmm. When you're a disruptor, you get a little more freedom because you're walking in full authority of God. Come on. Amen. Amen. And disruptors don't quit. Come on. I'm not looking down on those pastors that have taken their life. I feel my heart goes out to them. But I've had pastors come to me and they say, where do pastors go to bleed? Two more points for you. Disruptors are often misunderstood and frequently rejected. If you got in your mind to be a disruptor, you feel like God is calling you to challenge the status quo, understand that you will be misunderstood uh -huh. and you will be rejected. My wife and I were having this conversation because the ministry we have is so different that we've struggled, we started, we stopped, we started like God. And God had to get to us and talk to us, he said, the, the reason you're struggling is you're trying to do a new thing and shove it into an old box. Mm -hmm. And I refuse to let that work because that's not what I call y'all to do. Amen. He's, he's oddly positioned us in a place where out of the blue, people that I admire greatly call me for counsel. They're pastors, they're apostles, they're, and they call me for counsel. I'm like, God, I'm not worthy. He said, this is why you have to do something different because you need to be untied to ministry as usual. You need to have the freedom to move the way that I need you to move. There's no conflict for us. If somebody said, somebody said, hey, I need you to come over here and minister this Sunday, and I have no conflict. I got one or two choices. We won't be online, or hey, honey, God has given us something to talk about. We're gonna record this, it'll be planned, and I'll be over here ministering as God. We have a freedom to support the rest of the body in the work. Amen. Amen. And when you are a disruptor. People won't always understand. Nobody understands Club Genesis. There's some people that get it, but they don't understand it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they 
got the devil going on. <laughs> what is this? I'm, 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 I'm saying that ain't nobody saying that to me because we got a problem, right? But I know how the church operates. Yes, man. And then every now and again, they will probably slide over there and say, And then go back over there and they pull a Peter. Yeah, I heard you. So I'm just checking it out and you right. <laughs> <laughs> Misunderstood uh -huh. and frequently rejected. But I encourage you to keep doing the thing because where can I go Hallelujah. to be human? And still honor God. Where we have, we are trying to convince Christians. My wife, her new favorite saying, and it's in the stuck in my head. We are trying to convince Christians to have a a, a holy stage life, mm -hmm. and it's okay if you have a raggedy private life. Mm -hmm. But you are trying to offer people an opportunity, and God convict me. Can I can I just tell y'all how God convicted me? Because I'm I'm always so. Um, I get some friends. Um, guys had some friends. They like, hey, you watch Game of Thrones? And I was like, I ain't never watched Game of Thrones. I never heard. I heard that it's kind of, it's really just kind of soft porn. I ain't interested in that. I'm good. I'm being real. They, I was like, I'm good. And then it's like, oh, they got a new prequel coming out, House of the Dragon. They ain't saying it ain't as bad. I said, well, we'll check it out. Mm -hmm. I got it here. <laughs> Say, look what. They was right. It is so. I need to turn this on. I, I'm going to keep it real with you all the time because what the church has conditioned us as believers is, is that is okay. But it should trouble my spirit. I mean, it don't bother me. Then I said, listen, listen, Paul taught me something. He said, all things might be lawful, but not all things are expedient. Right. Amen. You keep feeding that. Man. And it will show up. Amen. You keep, you just keep feeding it. You just, you keep, you, you keep slipping in. God forgive me a little bit of Tupac every night again. And you don't want to kill somebody eventually. <laughs> Saints that then try the apostle and then I get to just go and you know no 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 I ain't I'm kidding but I'm for real um you know I just hope I had listened to Pac on that day you know I'm, I'm I'm listening to you know Ken and you and 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 Pro and some of the other guys but just let's just let's just hope that's the case. Let's go. But misunderstood and frequently, but when you try and do something different. That doesn't include hats and and shouting and spinning in circles, come on, come on. And knocking over keyboards and come flipping on. over chairs and, yeah. and doing all that. That's 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 evil. It's rejected. Here's the last thing that God wants me to share with you tonight. Disruptors are content in their season, comfortable in their purpose, but not stagnant in their actions. Oh, good. Disruptors are content in their seasons. They are comfortable in their purpose, but not stagnant in their actions. Mm -hmm. That last part is the most important because sometimes we think we have arrived yes. and we stop pushing. Mm -hmm. 
as I was pursuing God for the word, I started somewhere completely different. I said, God, what does this house need? And what God just simply said to me is, encourage the pastors to continue to be the disruptors that they are. And the fruit that is coming, it'll be fresh, it'll be abundant, and it'll be all yours. God bless you. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on and give God some praise. Amen. No more chains are binding me. I'm totally free. We hope you enjoyed today's message and invite you to fellowship with us at our new location. That's 32319 Blue Star Memorial Highway in Midway, Florida, 32343, where God wants to meet you midway. Until next time, faith family, be blessed and remember, in Christ, you are totally free. No more chains are binding me. I'm totally free.